welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log Day 41 Prostrate With Lent just around the corner, my thoughts have been slowly drifting back to how this season is different than other seasons you'll experience throughout the year. And for some of you who might not be orthodox, I'm going to try to give context as much as I can here and there, but if anything is unclear, you can usually just Google it, you can find the answer there, or you can always reach out to me, shoot me a message, right? Links to that are in the footnotes. Now that being said, one of the things that stands out to me and many people during the Lenten season is prostrations. Right, prostrations are a type of worship behavior where you, when you're standing up, get down on your knees, put your hands on the floor, your forehead on the floor, right? You're basically taking your body from standing completely upright to on your hands and knees, right? It's, it's like a bow, but even more intense, a prostration. And most people will encounter prostrations when they see Islamic worship, right? Muslims pray five times a day. They call it Salah, and you face towards Mecca, and you do prostrations for, I think it's maybe five or ten minutes. Well, the practice of prostrations actually originates in orthodoxy, right? We've been doing prostrations since pretty much the very beginning, and if you look at certain non-canonical orthodox churches, like the Eritreans or the Copts, some of these groups of Christians still prostrate, I think it's seven times a day, facing towards Jerusalem. Right, which is likely where that practice came from in Islamic worship. But why am I thinking about prostrations? Right? What's the point? Why am I bringing this up? Why am I going to subject you to 20 minutes of me thinking about prostrations? Well, the main reason is that I find all of the symbolism right, in prostrations and the metaphor that it presents to be very useful in teaching us about the disposition that we should have towards God and towards authority in general, right? And we've made an episode in the past called Kiss the Ring, which is about honoring authority, which is paying respect and obedience to those who are in power over you, which I, of course, present as a very important cornerstone of your behavior as a man, especially a man living the warrior king ethos. Right, the world would collapse if people didn't honor authority, legitimate authority, whenever it presents itself to them. Now, the thing about prostrations that always stands out to me is what you're saying about yourself and the person you're prostrating towards, in this case, God. Right, when you're standing up and you get down on your hands and your knees, you're prostrating before God, you're essentially saying with the entirety of your body, I bow before you, I get on the ground before you, I defer to you all authority, all glory, all honor, which perfectly encapsulates the first commitment of the warrior king, which is to God, right? So this idea of getting down in the dirt, prostrating during worship many, many times, right? We do this every Wednesday during the pre-sanctified liturgy at my church and the prostrations, they're, they're up there, 
right? We prostrate a number of times. I want to say maybe a dozen or two dozen. It's been about a year since I've done it, so I don't recall exactly. But there's a certain prayer that we pray, and I'm probably going to do a field log on that prayer as well. And then we prostrate to line up with the words of that prayer. And what you're saying is during this Lenten season, I want to pay special respect, more repentance, right? More soberness of mind in regards to my own state compared to God. It's these sorts of reminders that allow a man to stay grounded, right? And you get these kinds of Easter eggs all over the place in Orthodox worship. It's the small things, the little changes that communicate to yourself as much as to God, who of course knows the state of your soul, the state of your heart, communicates to yourself. This is my view of God. This is my place compared to God. I will bow down to the ground, get in the dirt to remind myself, to humble myself and to understand who God is and who I am, right? And one of the gospel scenes that comes to mind when we talk about this is the publican and the tax collector, right? Very famous gospel story. There are two men in the temple and one of them is by all accounts a righteous man, right? He follows all the commandments, all the letter of the law and observes all of the Jewish ceremonial practices and gets in the temple and says, thank you God for making me such a great person. I really am happy that you made me so good and so just. Not like this other man over there in the corner. He's gross. And of course, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. But the other man is a tax collector, right? He's a, by all accounts, a very disliked man. Because tax collectors were told by the Roman authorities, I needed to go out there, collect the taxes. This is how much I want, but I really don't care how much you actually take. The tax collector was essentially incentivized to take as much as he could from people. Right, The tax might be, I don't know, uh, 10 talents. And I don't know if that's a lot or a little in ancient context, but let's say it's like 10 talents a year. You could show up and you could ask for 20. And you're going to have this, the guys with the spears and the swords with you, so no one's going to say no. So you're essentially oppressing people as a tax collector. But this tax collector in the temple was like head bowed, very penitential, very repentant, saying... Lord, have mercy on me, right? A sinner, which is, I believe, the origins of the Jesus prayer as well. That's the attitude we have to take towards God, right? A lot of what we talk about on the Field Log podcast is how to build wealth, how to build your body to physical excellence, how to build your mind to mental excellence, how to develop your craft, these kinds of things. And of course, how to be a virtuous, good person. But a lot of what we talk about is how can I do things to make this happen? Of course, with the underlying understanding that God is the one who enables you to achieve these things. But when we prostrate, this really helps us be humble. This really helps us understand God better, understand ourselves better. It really helps us to fight the vanity, right? Which is something we talked about recently. And to basically offset some of the dangers, many of the dangers of developing yourself in what some people might call, strictly speaking, a material sense, which is a reality, right? When you're building wealth, this is a material sense in which you're developing yourself. At the end of the day, God doesn't care if you show up 
in heaven with, you know, 10 million in your bank account or nothing in your bank account. But we understand that money is a tool to allow us to change the lives of other people and to better protect and provide. Of course, if you want to hear more about that, money is a tool, episode 13, 14, something like that. And of course, the root of all evil, which has some cautionary tales about money. But the prostration is really going to help you stay humble, stay in that mindset, and really get into this state of being that's going to allow you to better focus on God, right? So there's another lesson we can extract here, which is something that I talk all the time, but now we're presented with this really great example. There are certain activities that we can engage in that don't yield a benefit in and of themselves, right? If I stand up and then get back down on my knees and put my hands on the floor and my forehead and get back up, my body moved to one location and moved back to another location. Nothing has happened. The world hasn't changed. But I've changed, right? And I've made the same argument with weight training before. There are certain activities that we partake in that leave no tangible trace. But it's the character that's changing. When you prostrate yourself in the beginning, it feels very weird, right? It's very strange to be out in public. Maybe you're wearing your nice shoes and they're going to get creased. Maybe you're wearing pants that might get dusty, whatever it is. You learn to put those things aside and to not care how you might be, quote unquote, ruining your outfit, right? Again, another way this helps fight vanity. But it's weird at first. You're not used to taking this posture because the culture that we live in is a culture that promotes loving yourself, valuing yourself above everything else, worshiping yourself. And of course, I'm not saying that love for the self is bad, but the culture we live in promotes this idea that any negative feeling towards oneself is, is bad, is evil, right? You should always accept yourself exactly as you are and you're perfect just the way you are in your journey right now and whatever that means. Taking away agency from people. So this idea for someone coming out of that context into an orthodox context, into a godly context, and to put yourself on the ground and to remember that you are dust. Right, My priest always says this, prostrations remind you that you are dirt. From the dust you came and to the dust you shall return. You are transient. This body is transient until the second coming and the resurrection. But in this lifetime, it fails us. It corrupts, it corrodes, it rots. So to worship this flesh suit and to be above putting it on the floor, right on the ground in prostration is an attitude that is fundamentally anathema to the warrior king attitude. One of my favorite films of all time, in fact, my favorite movie I've ever seen, is a very unknown movie called Man of God. And it came out in the last, I want to say, one or two years. And it's about the life of a recent saint, St. Nectarios, who suffered a lot of persecution throughout his life. And when he was canonized, right, made a saint officially, there was a long letter of apology from the then reigning patriarch or metropolitan saying, we are sorry for how the church persecuted you. And you can see some of this in the movie of how St. Nectarios was exceptionally holy and very loved by the people and so humble. There are so many things I could say about this movie and now that I'm thinking about this, I should probably even do a field log on it at some point. But the reason I'm bringing it up is not only because it's a fantastic movie and finally out for streaming and DVDs and everything. I've bought a few friends and family copies of it because I like it so much. 
So definitely go check that out, and I'll put a link in the show notes if I remember. But the reason I'm bringing it up is that one of the recurring themes throughout the movie is St. Nectarios doing prostrations before an icon corner while reciting the Jesus prayer. Right, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And he's prostrating again and again and again. So you can kind of make an assumption, an educated guess, that his practice of repeated prostration directly contributed to his great sense of humility. So it's these kinds of activities that we partake in that subconsciously infuse our being with a certain attitude. These are the things that shape our character in one of the more powerful ways. Right? I talk about sleeping on the floor a lot. And I really do need to make a field log on that at some point. This idea that sleeping on the floor communicates to you, A, I'm not some sort of pampered, spoiled brat. I'm okay getting quote-unquote down and dirty, if you will. I'm okay with discomfort and Losing comfort is not some sort of great tragedy, right? This isn't some sort of condition that's going to like eat me alive and leave me depressed and those sorts of things. And, you know, there might be some physical benefits, if I recall correctly, it can be good for your back if you're mobile enough. But it's really the attitude that you're building. And of course, the same is true for prostrations. So the lessons we can learn here, A, prostrations are very good for your character. They build discipline, They build humility. They build a greater appreciation of who God truly is. But we can also take this context and expand it a little bit and remind ourselves that there are activities that allow us to shape our character that might in and of themselves not really accomplish much. Right? And I'm generally for those kinds of things, right? You shouldn't get caught up in the weeds, caught up in the details, Right? You shouldn't, for example, make your bed and because you read somewhere that 70% of millionaires make their bed every morning or something. And you're like, oh, if I start making my bed, I will gain the millionaire mindset and I will just become a millionaire. You should never confuse certain correlations with an actual causation. Right? The prostration is genuinely making you more humble and allowing you to understand God better. Making your bed is going to make you consistent, absolutely. But it's not some sort of secret to then get, you know, rich or financially well off. So, of course, the connection between prostrations and St. Nectarius' deep-seated humility would be just conjecture if we didn't have the witness of the fathers to tell us that we should be doing this. So there's another lesson there, of course, is that certain traditions exist because they have served people well in the past and they might be so entrenched that we don't actually remember the reason, the precise reason. Many times it's good to remember the reason, but relying on the wisdom of those who came before you is generally a good idea, right? Certain concepts that live for a very long time usually stand the test of time. So when you participate in something like prostrations during worship, you're practicing a tradition, Right, And everyone has traditions. Right? There are plenty of people in this world who hate the word tradition and believe that tradition is evil or they think it's oppressive. But traditions are any kind of behavior that's been ingrained to solve a certain problem and has since, in some ways, lost its connection maybe to the original reason. So you could take something like greeting people with, how are you? 
right? Like this is something that people do instinctively here in America. But one of the things that I remember from when I was at UNC, Chapel Hill, right? The university I went to is when you would walk past people, everyone always greeted the other person with, hi, how are you? And then someone would respond, good, how are you? And then you'd keep walking, right? No one actually answered the question. But it's a tradition that survives through mass adoption because at some point, you know, in the beginning, people would ask each other, how are you? To try to take some interest in the person they were speaking to. While some of that is lost, the meaning still remains in the phrase. Or, you know, the the side of the road that we drive on, right? It was probably picked at some point arbitrarily, but now everyone drives on the right side of the road in this country. And in other countries, it's on the other side. But if everyone sticks to it, then there's power in that quote-unquote tradition. And something very similar to that is true when it comes to prostrations, right? I might not be able to deduce all of the different reasons why we prostrate. I can imagine some. I can see some changes that occur in me when I'm prostrating consistently. But I also know that because of the wisdom of tradition and the wisdom of my forefathers, participating in activities like this that have tried and trusted and have unanimous assent by the people whose opinions I value the most, right? The church fathers and the saints, that this kind of behavior is something worth doing. So another lesson that I've teased out here as I'm talking, right, is this idea that you can rely on the prescriptions of those whom you trust, by and large, right? You don't want to fall into the appeal of authority fallacy. I don't want to say that it's true because such and such person said it, but more like I'm going to trust it because this person said it. It may be true, it may not be true, but statistically it's more likely to be true because this person has great wisdom or experience. So a lot of thoughts there around the idea of prostrations, right? And as I'm thinking about a takeaway for today, a little homework, a pull out your notes app kind of moment, if you will. I'm thinking that as men, we should all introduce prostrations into our regular life, right? We shouldn't wait for Lent if we're Orthodox or if we're not Orthodox. Maybe you've never prostrated before. So consider doing that, right? Prostrate before God and keep it up for a few weeks, right? Maybe introduce it into your prayer practice with the approval of your spiritual father, of course, And, you know, in fact, I'm going to see my spiritual father tomorrow. Maybe I'll ask him if I can start prostrating as part of my prayers. These kinds of practices, when you have the approval from someone like your spiritual father, are going to help you deepen your relationship with God. And as we all know, given nothing else, I will be content to live in constant communion with God. So deepening that connection is going to bring you greater fulfillment, right? Greater understanding of who God is intuitively or maybe even cognitively greater understanding of who you are so trying to make something like that just like cold showers or silence or solitude or sleeping on the floor or any of these practices a part of your daily life is going to yield some very good benefits for you right and it's going to ripple this always happens right you don't pursue prostrations because they're going to make you jacked or rich or whatever they'd be absurd but when you build the discipline required to prostrate every day. That's going to have a rippling effect into the rest of your life. You're going to build the discipline required through prostrations to do things repeatedly. And as I mentioned in yesterday's episode, boredom is the great killer of potential. And when you're prostrating again and again, day in, day out, it might become a little boring. Good. Do it anyway, right? So today... 
ask yourself how you might be able to introduce prostrations into your daily life. And I'm going to ask myself the same thing. I'm going to talk to my spiritual father, right? As I'm talking about this, the conviction has come over me to try to make this a regular part of my life. And perhaps you feel the same way. Perhaps you hear these benefits that I've listed. Maybe you want more humility. Maybe you want to fight the vanity. Maybe you've been making great progress in your pursuits that are of the warrior king variety. And you want to make sure to double down on your humility. Talk to your spiritual father. Ask for his blessing to do prostrations more frequently, not just during Lent. And you can be sure I'll be doing the same thing. And then, as we're down there, in the uh, spiritual trenches, if you will, right down in the dirt, God willing, we will have a greater remembrance of our place in the world, our purpose, and the attitude we should take towards our life and our God and our pursuits. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day. <laughs>